0: Cryptid creatures are seemingly never-ending. It doesn't matter where you go. You can be in Alaska and see the Kustaka. You can be in Florida and see the Ape. Shoot, you can even be in Arizona and run into the infamous Skinwalker. Welcome back to the swamp, my friends, and welcome if you're new. Today I'm going to be sharing some creepy and allegedly true cryptid encounter horror stories sent in by viewers just like you. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I would be honored to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. Now without further ado, sit back, relax, and get ready for some creepy and allegedly true encounters with cryptic creatures that'll freak you out tonight. Good afternoon, Swamp Dweller. I have been listening for a while now, but I finally dare to write this out. I believe that I've been encountering a skimwalker for about three years now. I don't scare easy. I served in Afghanistan a couple of times, and was a combat arms guy, having worked with artillery and infantry. Fast forward, going to special operations. On the civilian side, now that I'm off active duty, after about a decade of service, I am now a police officer. That's my background. I don't get scared quickly, but this seems worse than a rare coincidence. When I started working in, in the civilian sector, federal services, I worked at a military reserve in southern Colorado. While a coworker and I were doing a perimeter checkout in the desert prairie lands, I noticed some mounds to the east. Upon investigation, I found what appeared to be broken pieces of clay pots. I didn't think much of it. I picked up a couple pieces. It even found an old arrowhead that afternoon. My buddy jokingly told me to put them back before some bad juju came upon me. A week or so had gone by at the time. I was living in a very urban city in the downtown area. I had a lucid dream of a real-time, out-of-body experience. I was watching myself sleep after a few minutes. The view had panned out of my window and showed a black deer waiting and watching from outside my fence. The deer was massive dark and contrasted against the night. It was just out of light coverage from the city streetlights. Its eyes burned an orange-red glow. These dreams began to occur almost daily for about three weeks. Toward the end of these dreams and terrors, the deer was finally at my doorstep, watching me in my bedroom window. But I could see through its eyes. I could see its real intent. I woke up in a panic and screamed, scaring my wife awake i told her everything to which she said stop listening to those crazy stories and podcast i agreed but felt there was more to it than that fast forward a day or two i was talking to my coworkers about this incident we worked with a native american woman who politely intervened in the conversation and explained what i was dealing with she gave me a lot of solid advice starting with putting the items back where i found them burning sage in my house and saying prayers in whatever religion I believe. So I did this. Nothing had happened for some time. We moved further north, and it seemed like everything was done. Encounter number two. A week had gone by in the new house. The dream was back and this time, I was more terrified than before. I worked early mornings and would have to be on the road by 0300 hours. I had opened my garage and noticed that right outside my window was a very big buck hiding behind the juniper bushes. I closed the garage and promptly called off that day. I woke my wife up and told her about the dream, the deer, and that we were going to get rid of those bushes as soon as possible. We removed the bushes within a week and again burned more sage throughout the house. This worked for a bit until I began working the night shift. It was 22.45, I had just finished my security checks and was tired. I was absolutely smoked, I couldn't keep my eyes open while driving, and the the snowfall turned the road into a hazy white wave of wind and sent me into a deeper sleep trance. I decided to pull down a dark road where no one goes, no lights, no people, back in the east portion where I had initially made my mistakes a year prior. The current time was 2310. I remember looking as I turned my heater up and cranked my window for a cool cross breeze, I set my alarm for 20 minutes, just a power nap to rest my eyes. I know this is prohibited, but I couldn't continue driving in these road conditions with how tired I was. Then it happened. The dream. This time it was from the creature's view, circling my patrol vehicle on the side of the road, making it closer each pass. Finally, it stood up and walked five meters to the driver's side door. It was staring at me, placing its human-like hands through the crack of my window. It leaned in slightly and let out a hot breath of air after taking in my scent for entirely too long. At this point, I physically jerked awake, immediately tears forming in my eyes. I shined my spotlight out into the snow and caught a coyote running away from the front of my vehicle. Without hesitation, I threw my truck in drive and ripped it out. I called one of the partners on my cell phone and told them to wait for me. The coworker was the one who was with me when I found the pit. I explained everything, as I was trembling. I don't smoke, but he gave me a cigarette and said, God damn, you did see a ghost, didn't you? This was my last incident, but I still got the feeling of being watched from time to time when I patrolled those back roads. Sorry for this being so long, but I wanted to save this for a while, and I just didn't really want to feel odd about having an encounter like this. Please let me know what you think of this. Coincidence? Skimwalker? Or just bad dreams? I was around 16 or 17 years old, in my peak of wanting to prove things unproven, right or wrong stage. Typical teenager things. Except for this encounter, and strange encounters I'm dealing with now. I am a 21-year-old male, by the way. This story has two parts, in the same general area, but different time frames, and I have other experiences not significant enough to share unless asked. The first story. I am camping with a childhood friend of mine, and our mutual friend. It is approaching around late fall, maybe September, which for reference, it can get cold in Illinois in the fall, especially at night. We had spent the day scouting out the woods behind my friend's house, looking for an excellent spot to set up tents and camp overnight. We had found a clearing surrounded by trees with a passage behind the clearing through the trampled brush to the trail leading back to the house, which was a six to eight minute walk. We spent most of the day joking, doing typical teen things, and getting ready to camp. I had a strange feeling, but I ignored it as I was having fun and it would come and go. I figured it was me being anxious about trying even to attempt to sleep anywhere but my bed as that was a challenge. But the feeling like my body was telling me not to be in that clearing was hard to ignore. I was a cocky bastard considering my friend had a 9mm pistol and all of us had tools and weapons on us and the sun gives you a sense of confidence. I wish I had listened to my brain. We had royally screwed ourselves, waiting to put the tent up until we had maybe three and a half hours of viable sunlight left. I know I'm going to be judged for taking that long to put up a tent, but it was a massive five-person tent, so it took time and even more. It was getting dark and very quick. The sun was going down rapidly, which made our surroundings very cold. We were focused on not getting stuck in the cold and getting that tent set up, but I kept having a primal urge to look over my shoulder and check around the woods. I cannot explain it, but I just felt like something was there, but I could not see it. I ignored it because I wanted to get in the tent, cook food, and watch videos, tell stories, and let the night pass. Our mutual friend decided to make jokes about something along the lines of, what if we get attacked, and motioning to whatever he had on his hip probably a bar knife or a hatchet, when suddenly we all noticed strange noises at the same time. I started asking things like, did you hear that? And something feels wrong. We started to feel spooked, but the urge to finish this frustrating task pulled us back in. It felt like everything was getting colder. The atmosphere, everything to the touch, was cold. The others thought it too, and we were getting frustrated. I'm about to give up, Ma, this is pointless. We'll be doing this all night, we might as well sleep on the bare ground," my friend said frustratedly. We all mutter in disgruntled agreement to give up and head back, leaving all the stuff to grab in the morning. I felt this feeling of eyes watching me, but I could not seem to see them, and the others didn't make mention. I started to feel awful, I can't explain it, I just wanted to run. But this trail can be confusing at night, let alone during the daylight hours. It's not a vast forest by any means, but I was not going to freak out and get lost on a cold night. I usually don't get too spooked, but this feeling made me uncomfortable. That word doesn't really explain it fully. Nothing explains it, honestly. I had this intense urge to look around like I would be in grave danger if I did not constantly scan, but I kept my focus on the beams of light from our flashlights. Uneventfully, we made it back to my friend's house. This carries on to the next story, which takes place around 1 or 2 a.m., and I need to describe more things. Still, I'm trying not to over-explain, but I don't have photographs, so I must make the vision as vivid as possible. If my friend's parents give permission, I can get pictures of the clearing in the woods and the driveway and all that to show you the location at the very least. I will talk about that in the next part. It's something that I think about a lot. After the failure, we ate food, played games, and watched videos until everyone but me fell asleep. We all slept in the same room, which faces the driveway leading to the house. To explain what you see from the window, a dirt driveway leads up a slight bend to a connecting road. To the left is a small artificial pond and then the woodline. And to the right is a hill sloping down to the right hand woodline. For reference, an average person could not sprint down this hill without great skill at sprinting without falling. There is a garage on the right side of the driveway before the drop-off, and then there's a few scattered trees, but mostly this is an open space. I will always kick myself for doing this, but being unable to sleep I got paranoid thinking about the events beforehand and being bored as well. I started investigating skimwalkers online. We had talked briefly about them and other creatures beforehand, but the others chuckled at my paranoia and eventually went to sleep. I am wide awake late at night and cannot understand what brought me to do this, but I look out of the window toward the driveway and see a pair of yellow eyes looking at me from the woods. I felt like I was going to puke but also couldn't move. I was frozen. I wanted to run but I couldn't run. I felt panic like I had never felt before. It made me feel a sensation I had never felt, not even since. The eyes felt like they peered through me, not at me. I just stood there frozen as these eyes and my eyes eventually adjusted, and I could barely make out a pale, flesh-like color of a... a man, maybe? But it didn't really have the shape of a man. It was standing, but the posture was wrong, like an animal who learned to stand on its back legs. It was like it stopped mid-step and fixed its eyes on me as if it were stalking and caught its prey. It was so far away, and the garage light was so dim I couldn't see too much but I will try to give a good description. The head was somewhat human but elongated, almost as if the director was stretched from the jaw to the top of the head. The torso was so disgusting it looked like this thing had barely eaten. The flesh looked rotted and almost stretched beyond what it should have been because of how skinny and deformed the whole figure was. The arms were too long for its body and the legs were so thin and gangly but also deformed. I don't know and still don't know what I saw, but my fight-or-flight reflex kicks in when I think of this. I just fixated on the yellow-burning bright eyes as they stared back at me. No pupils, just yellow orbs. They look at me from the pale, sickly-deformed skull. I finally start to be able to move after 45 or so seconds, and this thing just bolts off at this speed I cannot explain. It was at the top of the hill and then was down at the other side of the pond in what I'm assuming was just seconds. I will never forget this, and that night is forever burned into my memory. I heard things moving outside the home as well as strange noises and even something walking on the damn porch at one point. So to begin, this story happened back in 2018. I arrived in this small, rural town near Cape May. At the time, the company I was working for sent me to go door to door advertising cable and Wi-Fi that they wanted me to sell. I was getting weird vibes throughout the day as the town itself was very small and creepy, with people staring at me or giving me the cold shoulder for the entire day. It seemed like many of the townsfolk I encountered that day were on edge, and it was a weird tense atmosphere that I shrugged off, as people were funny all the time. I continued doing my job, chugging a Red Bull to keep me going, which didn't really affect me, surprisingly. Besides the weird atmosphere, the scenery was quite nice once you got away from the main road. I had to stop at different streets, somewhere in the woods on long, seemingly beautiful endless roads. It was scenic. Before sunset, I was scheduled to visit a few houses on a small peninsula. To get to this peninsula, you had to go down a very long road past a summer camp area, past a trailer park, past the woods, and then you finally arrived in a small open space with a bay marsh, a couple of tiny expensive houses, and shore access. The houses were so close to the water, it seemed to be a code violation, but I'm sure they were built to withstand the storm since they looked so expensive. Every house had its theme, and the area was mostly deserted. Only one place had someone inside whom I had talked to after knocking on his door. I was so distracted looking at the houses and scenery that I overlooked how fast the sunset was approaching. I realized I should start returning to avoid being alone on that long, deserted pathway in the woods. As a smaller female, I've never really felt comfortable after dark in isolated places, especially without cell service. I was making my way down the path. So far, so good, as it wasn't completely dark just yet. As I approached the wooded area of the road, I walked a bit faster since there were no streetlights and the sunlight was rapidly disappearing. As I walked at a decently fast pace, I noticed something. The woods were eerily quiet. All the life that I had heard before was now gone. There were no crickets, no birds, just pure silence. I stopped in my tracks and got chills down my spine as I felt I was being watched. I looked around the dark woods for any sudden movements, and then, like clockwork, something up ahead made its way out of the tree line. It looked to be some large animal. My brain went into overdrive, analyzing whatever this animal was. Was it a bear? A dog? No. It looked like a large dog, but dogs don't get this big. Though I was intimidated by its large size, whatever it was was apparently not noticing me quite yet. Even though I was scared, I didn't want to walk back and go into that one man's house. As a woman, I would instead take my chances with a wild animal than be alone with a man I don't know in a deserted holiday neighborhood. Suddenly, as I was thinking this, the large animal in the distance finally noticed my presence. It was observing me, unsure what to do with me. There wasn't enough light to see the animal's face, but I felt terrified. What I was looking at was too big to be a black bear. With a shoulder height of at least five feet in all floors, comparable in size to a brown bear, the mass on this creature was extensive, as the outline of what I could see looked like a wolf on steroids. It was very muscular. I also noticed the shape of its face was very similar to that of a German shepherd or a wolf. As it had perked its ears and it had a long snout. In the heat of the moment, I could only hear my heart palpitating as fear and adrenaline started to crawl their way into my bloodstream. It felt like time stood still, and then it dawned on me. What I was looking at was not a normal animal, and it was simply far too big to be any animal I could recognize from New Jersey's catalog of fauna. And if this thing wanted to, it could attack me, and I would be powerless against it. It was simply too big. Though, to calm me down, I threw the idea that this creature was out of the ordinary because I felt like this could be rationalized somehow. I made my brain go back to the concept of this being maybe a large dog or coyote. I also did not believe in cryptids and was utterly unaware of what size coyotes are supposed to be, so I made a quick decision. Realizing that this could very well be a life-or-death situation, I concluded that this vast, dog-like creature was probably a skittish coyote that I could scare off, at least temporarily, to calm down my nerves. What other choice did I have? The longer I kept standing there, the more aggressive I might come across to this animal, and I did not want it to get territorial or get the idea that I was easy prey. So I decided I would make the most hideous, loud, confusing and startling scream or howl that I could muster, and sprint the rest of the way. After I screeched this ugly sound out of my body as hard as I could, the animal quickly changed its body language to defensive, but then it quickly changed its mind to deciding I wasn't worth a fight as it ran a distance into the woods. Not far, though. I sprinted as fast as I could, passing that area beyond. I flew until I reached the end of the road and noticed there was a summer camp area with streetlights near me. I rested on top of the table, out of breath and feeling my heart pound out of my chest. However, I was still very shaken up and felt like I was being watched. I kept my eyes on the tree line. My eyes were darting around looking for any sign of this animal. I could still feel it there. Once I felt like coast was clear, I located the next house I was scheduled to visit and quickly made my way over. I met a lovely family who ended up buying cable from me and I told them what happened to me that night, and how the locals treated me. The lady of the family, who I presumed to be the mother, said, I don't know why they sent you out there alone. These woods are dangerous after dark, and some creepy people live here. The impression she gave me was that there were animal encounters she couldn't explain, and that there were many ex-convicts in the area, and people should have been arrested, but never were. She was equally concerned about the people and the animals around this place. This gave me goosebumps. How many times could my life have been taken today? They were highly concerned for my safety and told me to contact my team leaders so I could get picked up. They said they didn't want me to go outside again and that I should call it quits for the night and not make it to the other houses. To this day, I still have no idea what creature I encountered that day. There are strange things in the woods, things people don't speak about or cover up. I felt like the townsfolk of that town knew something about what I encountered, but they refuse to share any information. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true cryptid encounter horror stories that'll freak you out tonight. If you enjoyed these stories, please be sure to hit that like button as it helps me out a ton. The more likes this episode gets, the more YouTube promotes it, and that helps The Swamp expand its ever-growing waters. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please be sure to give us a 5-star rating over there, as it helps us grow on those platforms, and it's very much appreciated. If you're new to The Swamp, why not join us? Hit that subscribe button and turn on notifications to never miss a new episode as I upload them nearly every single day, and all things natural and supernatural. If you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, whether it's an encounter with a cryptid or something else, please be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I would love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp, and stories like yours that help keep this show going on a daily basis. If you're on the go, but don't have YouTube Premium but still want to download and listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories no matter where you are, you can download them absolutely free. From Apple Podcast, from Spotify, from Stitcher Radio, and just about anywhere else you find your favorite podcast online. If you'd like to support The Swamp outside of that, maybe check out the merch store. I've got t-shirts, hoodies, and more. I'd love to see you guys wearing some cool Swamp threads. Be sure to join me over on Discord, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and I'll see you all soon with another creepy episode.